Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the program today. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike. I missed you over the weekend. I'm glad to be back here in the chair behind the microphone sharing some of these stories we've put together uh, with you this morning. We're going to start off with a fascinating topic, and it's one that, I, if, I, if I'm honest, I hadn't considered much until I became a father myself. Uh, let's back up. I'll give you a little bit of context. We, uh, a number of weeks ago, got news that Representative Patrice Arendt would be retiring from the legislative, uh, from the legislature, rather, uh, this year. That this would be her final uh, session as a legislator and that she would not be seeking re-election. We reached out to her the moment we heard that announcement, invited her here in studio. She and I sat face-to-face and we had a long chat about her career and the moments uh, of which she felt great pride, what she hopes to accomplish over uh, her remaining time in the legislature. And when we asked, uh, what is it uh, over the span of the or over the course of the last 20 years that has brought you the most pride she talked about a piece of legislation called a safe haven bill here she is explaining that in 2001 well in 2000 i was hearing about a really serious horrible problem about girls who got pregnant wouldn't even admit to themselves they were pregnant when the baby came they panicked and they the babies would sometimes end up in dumpsters and a very few states had started to pass laws for the safe relinquishment of those children. You know, obviously we hope that the woman could keep her own child or use a traditional adoption, but we wanted to have a safe alternative to babies ending up in dumpsters. So we passed one of the early baby drop-off laws where babies can be safely, anonymously dropped off at hospitals, and we've been able to save so many lives with that. During that same conversation, Representative Arendt let us know that she, during this legislative session, the 22 session, that she intended to expand some of that, uh, some of those measures that she had put in place all those years ago and uh, which have saved so many lives. And that is uh, in the middle of happening right now. On the line, we're joined by Senator Scott Sandel, a Republican from District 17. That's up in the Tremont area. Uh, the House has now voted in favor of a bill to add more time for parents to give up their babies under Utah's safe haven laws. Right now, it's at 72 hours and 30 days will be the new norm. Uh, Senator, I'm grateful to you for joining us. How are you? Thank you, Lee. Pleasure to, pleasure to have a uh, minute to talk about this. Well, I'm grateful to you for, for making the time for us. I know things are hectic and busy in the, at the, up on Utah's Capitol Hill. Can you tell me a, a little bit how you got involved in this issue, sir? Yeah, um, I was actually approached during the first week of the session by Representative Arendt and uh, was really quite honored that she would uh, allow me to Senate sponsor this piece of legislation and uh, other than that, I knew about the legislation, but uh, but I didn't have any involvement in the in the writing of the bill. But 
was extremely honored to uh, do it to advocate for those uh, those young ladies that probably need somewhere to go. They need they need information and uh, to extend a little time period to allow them to make this decision in their lives. I when I first heard of this principle being passed into law around the country, these safe haven laws where folks are able to, uh, young ladies, as you describe them, who may find themselves in some sort of trouble or don't feel that they are uh, capable of taking care of a young one, they are able to safely drop them off at a hospital and it's no questions asked, uh, no police are involved. Uh, it is simply a resource for these young women. I, When I first learned of this principle and concept, uh, if, if I'm honest, I was pretty critical. I thought, uh, how, could a, how could a woman uh, do that? How could she uh, w- discard her baby? We hear these heartbreaking stories of uh, children being found in dumpsters and, and places like that, uh, just discarded and forgotten by their mother. Uh, and then I, just a few months ago, uh, became a father myself and learned that there are a, a mountain of stresses and anxieties that go into parenthood. And, uh, and I, you know, I've known a number of folks uh, who, you know, don't quite have things all together or have maybe some mental troubles of their own. And uh, some of those stresses and anxieties uh, may be insurmountable and too much uh, for them to handle. And this here allows them uh, an, an avenue and a resource. Let me ask you, Senator, about the change from 72 hours to 30 days. Why the extension? Yeah, so over the last 18 years, um, DCFS has is aware of 42 cases where babies have been adopted under this provision. Now, that may not seem like a lot over 18 years, but every one of those is significant. We heard testimony by uh, a father, an adoptive father in committee meeting that was actually really compelling, really, really moving. It almost brought me to tears about the joy that this young son that they had been able to adopt had come into their lives and when Representative Aaron presented this to me, she reminded me that some of these young ladies in 72 hours aren't even out of the hospital. <clears throat> they don't know if, if they go home three or four or five days later, then the reality hits them. And they're like, oh, no, I'm way in over my head. I don't know what to do. And to be able to give them 30 days to assess and reevaluate if this is something that they can really do because in that time frame they're they're kind of caught they're they don't have a an adoption program in place they don't know they, they just rather than have any kind of an abandonment issue facing them to get the word out to them that hey for 30 days you have the opportunity no questions asked to come back with your baby and the hospital will then take it from there. To me, it does two things. One, it becomes a safe haven for the child, but it also, you can imagine over the lifetime of that young lady, if she were to do something other than that, the guilt that could happen in her life, the the emotional part for her to have done something with her child that she just couldn't take care of um, is, is really unthinkable. And so there's two prongs to this. And I think one is the child and one is the mother. And going from 72 hours to 30 days make, makes a lot of sense.
Sure. Uh, sir, the House has passed this measure. It's now up to you to shepherd it through the Senate. Have you been able to uh, get a sense of the support? Will you have the votes necessary to get it through the Senate and onto the governor's desk? Yes, yes. Full, full. We will have the, the majority, I'm sure, of the, of the Senate passed out of committee uh, with a uh, unanimous vote. Uh, there were a lot of people who spoke in favor of it in the hallway and in committee, and uh, and I'm sure that it'll have the support of, of the rest of the Senate. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Outstanding. Uh, Senator Sandel, I'm grateful to you for your time, and thanks for your work on this important issue. Hey, and Lee, thank you again for having me on, because this is something that we need to, to get out in the public. We, we need everyone to be aware that this is an option available, and uh, and we, we can save lives and uh, and help emotionally with some of these young ladies. 100%. Thanks again. Thanks, Lee. Senator Scott Sandel joining us from Utah's Capitol Hill, where he is on the Senate side shepherding the measure that would expand Utah's safe haven law from 72 hours. That means that a mother with a new brand new baby uh, right now under Utah law has 72 hours where they are given the opportunity to relinquish that baby to the hospital and walk away. No questions asked, uh, no consequences, and that baby will be taken care of and that mother will be free of that responsibility. This expansion will change that from 72 hours hours, three days to 30 days. And there seems to be a good deal of support and the highest of likelihoods is that it will pass. Uh, the Senate make its way over to Governor Gary Herbert's uh, desk. We'll touch base with the governor as soon as we're able and uh, see what his intentions are. My uh, prediction would be that is that he is supportive of this measure. Uh, before we go to break, I want to share with you another way that Representative Aaron told us that they are working to protect uh, Utah's young. When she and I spoke uh, not too long ago well, on the day that it was announced she would be not seeking re-election in Utah's Capitol Hill. And we passed that law, and we also have saved babies that we never anticipated in a completely different way. They'll call our, women will call our hotline, and they'll actually kind of want to keep their child, but they don't know how to do it. They don't have the financial resources, and we can help them with that. We can help point them in the right direction. So we've been able to save lives that we never even anticipated, and what a wonderful thing. Absolutely. It is a wonderful thing. I'm grateful to the legislators for working on this, and I look forward to it passing and becoming Utah law. 30 days, the expansion for Utah's safe haven law. In the next segment, we're going to be speaking about the coronavirus. You know all about it. We, in fact, have spoken to Utahns who are under quarantine right now because of this coronavirus. Later on in the program, I'll give you an update on their circumstance, but in the next segment. We're going to talk about the impact of the coronavirus and the fear of the virus that is having on the economies around the world. The virus has spread well beyond mainland China, and now it's impacting economies, including that of the United States. We're going to speak to Miles Hansen, president and CEO of the World Trade Center, Utah, He's going to share with us what's happening here in Utah because of the coronavirus. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. 
I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.